Hey everybody, welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast where my cousin and I talk about Kirk Minahan and the happenings inside of his world. My name's Buddy, he's Blind Mike's Daddy. Blind Mike's Daddy, say hello. <laughs> hey, Blind Mike's Daddy. Hey. Uh, yeah, yeah, what's up? You there? Yeah, I'm sorry about that, I was just getting in the zone for Menners. <laughs> and so speaking of, he, he said on his pa- podcast, um, and he said it today on Twitter, our guest today, Menners. Menners, how's it going? G'day, guys. As you know, I'm here as part of the promotional tour for my Christmas special on the KMS Network that's coming out this Monday night. Um, so, yeah, that's my main reason for being here. Kind of selfish reasons. I just want to promote <laughs> the special 9 p.m. live Monday night. Tune in. It's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, is that all you need me for? Yeah, pretty much. You know, you're checking out. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Well, hope that that went really well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so, you. So, so it's it's seven thirty uh, here. What time is it in Australia? It's um, eleven thirty on Saturday morning. And and can I get oh, wow. introduced from now on as multi Blobe nominated KMS <laughs> Network host? Yeah, we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back and edit that in a couple a couple minutes. <laughs> Just refer to me for the rest of the show as Blobe nominated KMS network host. Oh, that's fair. Blobe, Blobe nominated KMS host. That works. You got it down? Yeah, I'll All write right. it down. All right, you're up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's Saturday morning here. Great to be on your show. I love what you guys do. I love these long form chats with some of the Minna fans. I've listened to every episode so far. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you guys are great. So, thanks for having me on and tune in Monday night. Yeah, yeah. I, I I honestly can't wait. I just um, I switched my shift at work. I never actually got to watch like your show live, so I'm happy to join the madness of calling in and busting your ball. So I can't wait. Fantastic. Oh, it's be uh, wild. so are you? Uh, so so the Menor's Christmas special. Are we going back to the original format when you were back on during the yeah, summer? I, are you going to be taking calls? Yeah, actually. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you that. Like, to just actually go okay. through like the Christmas special, like like what it is. Like, uh, I know it's kind of like a, I know you were kind of joking, but seriously, take us through uh, what you're going to do Monday night. So it's it's basically a Menas Live looking back at the whole year, kind of reflecting on an amazing year for the KMS show. I'm going to have a couple of guests. I'm going to have calls. Uh, I've got a few surprises up my sleeve. Uh, it's going to be wild. And, and, and it's basically the theme will be sort of soaking up what has been a, a really tumultuous year for the show. And uh, it's going to be – the calls are going to be – shit um they're gonna drive me mad <laughs> by the end i'm probably gonna have lost whatever hair i have left um but yeah i'm looking forward to it so well let's get right into it so what's what is it like being an australian minifan is there is there a lot of you or is it just you and the aussie minifan there's about i reckon i reckon there's about six or eight real hardcore minifans that are out here we've got our own little private chat for the aussie sector um and i think there's six people in that uh but sort of i've noticed since the the show's been with barstool obviously you know barstool's kind of known here and i think they've picked up a few more listeners but but generally it's there's not a lot of minifans running around um so i i think um i know the answer to this question but how did you find kirk 
I found Kirk because I was sort of following Boston sports, especially the Red Sox, and then I would listen to EEI podcasts, and I also listened to Section 10, and Kirk was on there a couple of times, but I've said a few times, I remember once listening to Kirk with D&C, and he was fighting with someone, and... I didn't know who he was fighting with. I didn't know what he was fighting about, but I just knew I wanted to listen to Kirk more. And uh, from there, I just had this insatiable appetite for, well, originally the Kirk and Callahan show and now the podcast. But I, I would be streaming Kirk and Callahan live um, here at night time. So it used to sort of 6 a.m. Boston time is either 8 p.m. or 10 p.m. here, depending on the time of year. And I would sort of stay up and listen to it live a lot of the time, especially the first two hours before it got very ad-heavy. You see it very ad-heavy in the second half of the show. But, yeah, so I just like Kirk's um, troublemaking instincts, the way he fights with people. It just pulled me in straight away. So um, you say you started because, because of like, uh, or you found him at EEI. Has Kirk's dealings with the Red Sox like tainted your view on the Red Sox at all, or, or are you able to separate the two? No, they definitely have uh, tainted my view of them. I'm certainly not the sort of fan I was a couple of years ago. Uh, just when you sort of sort of get an idea of how they operate behind the scenes, and they're just a PR machine. They're just it's just one big should be called like I don't know. They're just full of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the the whole persona, the whole sort of. PR campaign is built around bullshit and being politically correct and appeasing the left and um, yeah, it just sort of kind of left a nasty taste in my mouth. I still love Boston. I still love Fenway Park. I still like baseball and I sort of like the Red Sox, but not nearly as much as a couple of years ago. Excellent. So obviously we're, we're all dealing with COVID in our, in our way. So I know you're a business owner. So what's COVID been like for you? Uh, in Australia, yeah, it's interesting you say that. Sydney, um, Sydney's just going through a little COVID outbreak this weekend. We were seeming to be um, heading towards a pretty free and easy Christmas with zero restrictions, but uh, there's been an outbreak, so we'll get some more restrictions. Uh, COVID's been tough, like everybody else. I own a cafe in the centre of Sydney that's built a, a lot around tourists and corporate trade, and there's no tourism, and all the offices are empty, so. You know, it's been pretty hard to see a business um, that you built up for 10 years be sort of destroyed overnight almost. Um, and, you know, it's nowhere near what it was before COVID. And I don't know if it'll ever get back to what it was before COVID. So it's been pretty heartbreaking in that sense. Um, I'm sort of branching out from the restaurant game and going more into podcast production. So that fortunately is less affected by COVID. Uh, still affected, but less affected. But yeah, the restaurant stuff's been really upsetting. And yeah. I guess when there was like um, absolute fucking assholes like Medium Puppy and, and people that would call <laughs> up Men is Live or Men is to Midnight, I mean, that fucking dropkick. I mean, honestly, he's got the most sad face in the world. His mum looks at him and just starts crying because it's like, <laughs> how did this thing come out of my vagina? That's what she's thinking. But um, so I guess when people were ringing up and making jokes about it um, and sort of making up to be all, oh, Menace is fucking over his employees. You know, it's funny for a while, but it, it's not funny. And, and, you know, the more I say it's not funny, the more people are going to ring up and do it. I get that. So, but it is, you know, it's hard because it's been you know, very emotional. Uh, a lot of employees have um, gone home. So, you know, people saying, oh, I've fucked over all my employees. A lot of our employees were 
um, foreign students that have gone home. So, um, right. yeah, it's been a really rough year and uh, I'm glad it's coming to an end and, yeah, trying to keep the spirits up. Uh, but I guess right. that's what prompted me to start doing Menace to Midnight and all that was when COVID hit. I had a lot more time mm-hmm. on my hands. I thought, right. let's do something fun. So similar to what we're going through here in the States, are, is there going to be any government assistance for you guys? Or are you guys kind of on your own? How's that working? Uh, no, they're giving pretty good government assistance out here. It's obviously not making up the shortfall, but right. basically they've got a program here called JobKeeper. And if you're in a certain industry or a business owner or um, qualify, you, you started off getting, I think, $700 a week. And now it's down to $600 a week to subsidize you, you, the losses. Okay. So, um, so the staff, a lot of the staff qualified for that who work at Two Good Eggs. So when people say I was, you know, fucking over employees, mm-hmm. um, they were getting paid by the government. So no, that, that's, that's good to know. I, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, yeah, sorry. So I wanted to ask you about that. Like, how, how much did, like, the Minute fans, like, when, when they were kind of fucking with, with the uh, the reviews and stuff, how much did that actually affect uh, the business and, like, the bottom line? I guess it's hard to kind of quantify it, but, I you know, I had an uncomfortable, um, you know, me- uh, meeting with my business partner around the cafe with someone else. He's like, what are all these reviews? And you try, and you try explaining to him the situation about the podcast, about Steve's suspension, about the missing audio. I mean, I just couldn't explain it. So uh, that mm-hmm. was uncomfortable. I, I managed to get some reviewed. Um, yeah, so it's hard to tell because COVID came in and really affected the business. But, I mean, it's a fucking cunt move to do that. I mean, I hate these fucking cunt minifans that think it's okay to go out and have a go at someone's livelihood. Like, I don't see what sort of cunt can think that's okay. I mean, cunt, cunt, cunts. I mean, can't we all go on to a a minifan show and have some fun and, you know, so what I said for DEC to get cancer, you know, I only sort of 80% meant it. Um, So I think that, you know, all these fucking cunts that have a go at my both my businesses and think it's okay to drag it in and it's all really amusing. Oh, let's have a bit of a joke about someone's livelihood. And yet they sit behind their fucking fake um, Twitter handles and their, you know, online persona. And we don't know where they work. They keep it all very secret. So, yeah, I said it, I think, recently, and I'll say it again. There's a a few fans I would like to, like, machine gun like nazi style like just take him in a truck drive out into a field say hey, just go and get stretch your legs guys and then just fucking pull out a machine gun and mow them all down <laughs> um, nazi stuff yeah yeah oh i wish i had that drop um so so you asked us to call you multi-blow nominated manners uh on twitter you're new manners what happened to old manners old manners there's always going to be an element of old manners, uh, but uh, I just want to be nicer to the Minna fans. And in saying that, the last five minutes I've thrown out a stack of insults. But I want to try and um, bring Minna fans together rather than divide. So the new manners is a little bit more positive, a little bit less hateful, um, and a bit more supportive of the Minna fan community. So that's new manners. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, I think sometimes when we the infighting happens, it just takes away from the energy we need to put towards our, our real enemies. But speaking of enemies, uh, is this Steve Hate real or is it played up? What, what's, what's the origin? 
Uh, he's just a fucking asshole. He's a condescending <laughs> prick. It's it's one of the qualities I hate in people is the sort of condescending nature, and he has one. It's his it's his overriding persona since he's been on the KMS show. This sort of um, way he sort of treats the Minna fans with derision. I think he's got. He's just an asshole, and um, you know, early on in the Kirk Minahan show, you know, I helped him very in a very minor technical way. Um, and you know, he just couldn't have a normal human interaction with someone. He's just, even in our private dealings about this matter, he's, he's just a prick. And I'm just like, you know, I love Kirk. I'm here for Kirk. So I will be loyal to Kirk. I don't give a fuck about his producer and I want Steve gone. I mean, that's essentially, I still want him gone because he's, he's terrible to the Minna fans. He's, he's divisive. He causes problems. And, and I said it on the Aussie Minna fan show. I think the only reason Kirk keeps him around is because he's reliable and he does everything that Kirk wants in the way that a mother does. I think, you know, Kirk sort of <laughs> has a kind of a mothering relationship with Steve where Steve mothers him in a podcast sense. I mean, we saw on Monday when Justin was producing the show, Kirk cannot even plug in a fucking microphone. And hmm. it's funny, Kirk has this whole fucking work ethic attitude where he always gives people shit for their work ethic. Fucking go on YouTube one night and learn the basic technicalities of recording a podcast, how to plug in a <laughs> microphone, how to fucking uh, log on and do something properly. I mean, it's not that hard. He literally can't plug in a USB microphone into a USB computer. I mean, you cannot get simpler than that. So, um, yeah, uh, that's, so that's why I think Kirk has a kind of dependent relationship on Steve and Kirk knows that, that if, if Steve were to leave, um, you know, it's not like he could keep producing the show. He would have to get Carano or Justin and they're probably, I don't know if Kirk's too, would want that. So yeah, I, I, I just think, um, Steve, I don't like him. He's got a bad attitude. Uh, I'm starting to see now that probably his on air personality is now like 95% bullshit. Um, because he's just, yeah, he's just full of shit. I don't know what's true and what's not anymore with him. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree though that, that, Oh, or would you agree that Steve does a good job, like producing the show, like trying trying to bring advertisers in or money and, and taking care of live shows, or um, or are you unable to do that? No, 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 absolutely. I think Steve, sort of technically and and business sense and driving the Kirk Minahan show, does do pretty well at that stuff. Um, you know, he's not a he's no will, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but. It doesn't make it up for me. I, I would be happy if Steve were to remain with the show, but in a non-active um, capacity on air. So if he were to be... If they just shut um, his mic off, you're good. Yeah, if he were just to be a sort of silent producer kind of thing. <laughs> but some of, some of the best, some of the funniest moments on the show have been some of the Steve-isms we've, we've gotten from Steve, just his way he pronounces stuff and, and all his weird mannerisms whether it's real or not i mean I but cullinane cullinane would be 10 times more fun in that role maybe 20 yeah. times more fun even carano we get funny stuff with him i mean that's kirk's genius that's got nothing to do with steve i mean it's steve's just a fucking load of shit sitting there taking it from kirk so um yeah uh, kirk is the main attraction he makes everyone around of him course. 10 times better and i think you know kirk could replace steve and, and get a you know really good result so what a crazy year for you not not a crazy year but what um you want steve gone in the beginning of the beginning of the year like january it really like steve almost quit and now at the end of the year steve is so fucking cemented he's not going anywhere you know he makes he makes a ton of money and it's just like 
how does how does that like does that hurt your um your your will to try to get him off the show any so i've given up trying to get him off the show i think part <laughs> of the new manners thing is that um you know if i work against steve I'm working against Kirk, and that's something I cannot do out of loyalty and love to Kirk. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I hate Steve, I to, but I tolerate him. I see he has some, you know, good points, and obviously this new true crime podcast I think is sort of more in Steve's wheelhouse because uh, he's not sort of, yeah, he's not built for the KMS show. I don't think. Um, so I guess the the real issue for me is that, uh, you know, unfortunately we've lost Mike, and I love Mike. I think he's an integral part of the show. So, you know, I was hoping by this time Steve would be, you know, on some right-wing radio station um, and would have Mike and maybe Cullinane or someone, but hasn't panned out like that. Mike's gone to Fat Camp or wherever he's gone, and um, we've got Steve all the time. And the show sucks when it's just Steve and Kirk. I mean, relatively. Like, I love the show still, but it is way below what it was when Mike was there. Um, so on the Aussie Stooley show, you made a claim that John from Scrain is only in this for himself, that he does good work for the show, but he's only in it for himself. So I reached out to John. I asked him if he had a comment and John said, tell him I am only in this for myself. What, what's your reply to that? Well, I mean, it's pretty evident, isn't it? <laughs> Every time he goes on a microphone for long enough, he drops in little nuggets about... He said on one of his shows, oh, I saw this Barstool podcast where you could kind of interact with the hosts and do stuff with them. Um, so, you know, he, I love John, and I actually don't think he's a selfish guy. He's very selfless. He'll do anything for any Minifan. Um, yes, but he 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 was trying to get into the show somehow. I mean, that's very evident. And unfortunately, it just didn't work out for him. And Kirk basically ignores him. Steve hates him. And he started that terrible Mincel show. So it, it went the <laughs> other way for John. Um, but if you listen to him on air throughout the last year, he said many times uh, he's hinted at the fact that, you know, he wanted to be part of the show somehow. And he saw the Kirk Minahan show as an opportunity to get sort of um, in this sort of podcast space. And, and that's cool. Like, it's true. I mean, um, you know, Kirk does give fans more access than any other podcast in the world. So I can see how John would see it that way, but it, it certainly didn't pan out that way. And I love John. He's a terrific guy. He does great stuff. Um, I've used him for work. I think he's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a really top Minna fan, but uh, there's no doubt that he wanted Steve's job or he wanted to, you know, be the the Carano, I guess, if he was a bit closer and fill in sometimes. Um yeah, uh, terrific guy though, but p- probably um, this year hasn't panned out the way he would have liked because instead of getting closer to the show, he sort of he now does this sad daily show called the the John from Scrand Super Short Show. He oh, goes you on said you like that show. You said you like that show. I do. I I, I like all the Minifan content because I'm a a Minifan. Um, I love Minifan content, but it is very sad. I mean, he goes on, he babbles for a few minutes, he plays some music. You know, it's the biggest cry for help I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> it is such a cry for help. Uh, today, it was, he's, he's so desperate for Corrado to go on his show. Um, yeah, but John's a terrific guy. Probably, um, you know, it just hasn't worked out the way he would have liked. He didn't get his job at Barstool um, that he was hoping. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't blame him, like, if, if that was his intention, I, I wouldn't blame him for that. Like, the same way, I don't blame Carano for trying to, 
like weasel his way into the show and and get paid a little and get paid or, or well, Corano is the worst though. Corano, yeah, great ideas. Come on. Oh, the website? website. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but I did see somebody say the current website. If you go to that that link tree, that is kind of a little bit pathetic for like a podcast that's great. I, I disagree. I think Linktree is really effective. You, you you just get directed to where you want to go, um, but it wouldn't work for a true crime podcast. No. Well, I'm excited. Um, so I want to circle back to to the the new menors. Yeah. So is this, is this your special on Monday that's coming up at nine o'clock Eastern time on YouTube? Is that correct? That's right. Is this is this a one off? Are we going to be getting menors to midnight back? What's going on? No, Menace to Midnight will not be coming back uh, in a full-time capacity. I'll be doing the monthly Aussie uh, Minifan show with uh, Aussie Stooley. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I'm doing this special because, you know, I had a a pretty tumultuous year on the network. It started with Menace to Midnight, then got banned from that. So I had to go to Menace in the mornings or mornings with (laughs) Menace. Then I had to go back to the nighttime with Menace Live. Um, So, you know, I had a really... A lot of fun on the network and um, I think a Christmas special is appropriate no one else is doing one and you know as a multi-blobe nominated I guess hmm, there can be no right. better host why did you leave the network like like why join that show well I guess I started to just get busier with work hmm. um, as COVID restrictions eased here and I wasn't in lockdown and we could get back into work it just it just became too much you know I you know, I have a podcast I do every week. I've got a few other shows I produce. So it just became, you know, too much. And uh, I didn't want to do a half ass job. You know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. So, yeah, I couldn't do it anymore. And also the time difference. It's sort of that time slot is sort of mid-morning here, which I should be actually working rather than um, <laughs> doing a, a YouTube show. Um, you touched on it a little bit on on your show with Ozzy Stooley. Um, but who, so if you had to pick who are you taking Carabas or Ryan Whitney, I, we only have one episode of Ryan Whitney, of course, but I'm a Carabas guy. Oh, that's so. right. Section 10. That's right. You said that. I used to listen to section 10. I loved the early um, interviews that Kirk did on section 10 when he was still at EI. God, we're talking five, six years ago. And that was actually made more Kirk more intriguing because you know, Kirk just would be talking about this person he didn't like and his fight with this person. And you're thinking, who is this, who is this wild man, Kirk Minahan? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like Carabas. I think Whitney's shtick will get old. I don't think he has as many legs as Carabas. I think Whitney's kind of that sporto guy, comes in all energetic and, yeah, yeah, let's do this, Kirk. But I think that would kind of wear off after a while. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think Carabas made some great points this morning. I think it was today's episode, too, about the recency bias and how he's he's better for the show than, than Whitney. Um, so since we're talking about podcasts, this new secret project that Kirk, you know, Kirk was in South Carolina this week working on working on stuff for the secret project. Uh, wh- where do you stand on that? Are you excited? Are you upset that it's taken away from, from the Kirk Minahan show? Where are you at with that? I thought this week's shows were just okay in South Carolina. Like Kirk mm-hmm. said it today, he could have just not done the show. So I really right. appreciate his dedication and his loyalty to the audience. And um, so I appreciated the fact that they did it, but 
none of the shows were particularly memorable. I probably right. liked the Justin show the most because it was just funny. I mean, Justin was <laughs> such a doofus. He's such a moron. He, you know, he sort of played along, which was good, and he sort of really dug into his own stupidity. So I kind of enjoyed that. And it, um, so, and it sounds like it was heavily edited um, from what Kirk said today because of the sound issues. Right. which Steve could take a note from because how often does Steve just leave random shit in the podcast that shouldn't be there? Phone numbers, names, just <laughs> random bits of sound. I mean, it's not that hard. You just write down the time you go and you cut it out. Um, but anyway, it's too complicated for Steve. Um, so I, I didn't mind this week of shows, but I'm very, very, very excited about The Secret Project because, you know, there was this element to Kirk on the KNC show that we're not seeing as much now that sort of, the the wannabe journalist Kirk, where he's kind of um, pursuing, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons Kirk gives a lot of shit to people like Kevin Cullen and all that because Kirk wanted to be them and he's not. So I think now, and we saw it with the K and C show. Not only that, but that. he's better than them at the same. Oh time. yeah, absolutely. Um, Sorry to so, cut you off. No, you can cut me off whenever. But I think um, so that's why I, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great. Um, if it is the case that we've sort of stumbled across, across of that missing girl, then it's going to be, you know, a harrowing tale, and I'm sure they'll do it well. So, yeah, big fan. Big fan of the true crime podcast idea. So you just brought Justin up. Um, later on this week, I guess on the on the wrap-up show, we found out his um, porn, you know, uh, preferences. What do you think about that strange habit of his? Uh. I thought the college one was fine. I mean, if he's a, like a mid-20s guy, mm. I mean, he's going to be sleeping with 20-year-old college girls, so it's no problem watching that kind of porn. It would be a bit weirder if it was me who's a mid-40s guy saying that's my favourite. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not bad. No, I'm joking. Um, so, yeah, I, I, look, does it surprise you? I mean, Justin is fucking freak show. He's obsessed with Star Wars. I'm, I'm guessing that... Some Star Wars porn has to come into it somewhere. Um, yeah. yeah. Not surprising me. I mean, when he's a in window a rut, into his soul is horrifying. Yeah, exactly. Bob said? No, I mean, we're going to stick with the porn stuff. So we, obviously we've seen what was going on with the Brandy Love drama. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we know the origin of Brandy Love block and Kirk. It had to do with the Bruce Springsteen stuff. Uh, are you disappointed that that she, you know she seemed like she was in on the joke and now now she's being a snowflake? And who who do you prefer? Who would be the ideal porn star for you to have on the show if we don't have Brandy Love anymore? <laughs> well, firstly, I can only imagine how Kirk is feeling right now. I mean, can you imagine you've spanked off to this same woman for well twenty, thirty, however many years she has been? You know, one of the preeminent porn figures in your life then you start a show you get her on you start this relationship you think you know i'm actually going to be like kind of friends with the the porn star that i used to idolize i mean that would be pretty cool and then all of a sudden it just goes sour to the point that she blocks you and she hates you and i'm sure kirk cannot watch her material anymore so uh, they say never meet your sort of heroes and this is another example of where you really don't want to meet your heroes uh, but you're very disappointed. I mean, she's a fruitcake. I mean, she has 
she's got rocks in her head. I mean, she she's yeah. had too many cocks in her mouth or something because she has no idea what's going on anymore. Um, and she's just completely lost the plot. She's a sort of a Trump mad, you know, she's such a mad Trump supporter. I think it's fucked her over. And uh, yeah, I, I she'll never be back. I don't see this being repairable. Um, and yeah, I just the real loss here is for Kirk losing a hero. Yeah, I I thought. Um... I thought Brandy's like replies were like really sickening, kinda, and like I'm sure like, you know, she doesn't. Nobody gives a fuck what I think, but like, like she basically really did threaten Kirk and like fuck, like whatever. Yeah, if somebody was stupid enough to go on your property, like Kirk said, go ahead, fucking shoot him. But like I, I thought that was like just stupid. Um, and the the thing about it, the whole thing for me that was so annoying, and I think Kirk touched on this, is that like like obviously he let like he let her in. That was his point, but she was so open and like would talk about anything where where other people in the past had had not been so open with us, like like in that in that industry. But so like it's just so frustrating like, that she really was like like you know like she really opened up to Kirk like not in that way, but. And and then to just for it to end like this, I'm sure oh, that's just yeah. so fucking annoying. You know what I mean? Like I just it's so low of her to like like she has Trump derangement syndrome the other way, where she's just like a legit loony tune. Like I love the fucking dude. Um, I probably shouldn't say that. Like now, nah, I mean, if you see my Twitter, you know that. But like I just like I cannot believe, like like she's that crazy about him. Oh, I mean, she's lost the plot, and mm. just the way she turned like that on Kirk on for something so like minor, just what a wacko. Yeah, so you you have an outside view, so but since we're on politics right now, uh, what what's your view on the whole uh, presidential election for us and what we've been going through the last four years? <laughs> how, how, do, how do you I mean? What? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like how to phrase it, but like, but like, how do you guys view? I mean, we have. You know, Americans, we see things a certain way, but, you know, everybody from the outside sees us differently. So so what's your take on what's been going on here in the States? Well, it's interesting you ask. Look, I'm, I'm not a big political guy. Um, I'm just not. But I, uh, basically, the, the Trump-Biden election was huge here. I mean, it was it was very closely followed here. We, we really sort of look, not look up to America, but Australia, um, you know, really loved a lot about america and and we do pay give it a lot of attention in our news so it was a big thing here um and for days and days it was leading the news uh my personal opinion is that if your political system gives you candidates hillary clinton donald trump and joe biden and they're your three major candidates for the two parties in two elections then your political system's broken i mean it's a failure when they started the american revolution they would not have expected it to turn out like this it's just a failure i mean you cannot say it any other way donald trump should not be the leader of any country and and <laughs> he, he just shouldn't be i mean and that's i like him and i think he's funny but he should not be your president so the american political system has failed miserably and it continues to fail because now you've got a senile old man running the country and um it's sad and i guess you know your political system kind of pushes parties to the extremes to get votes whereas in australia our political system sort of more on the english um electoral electoral system is more centrist so um because of the way that you know everyone has to vote um and you, there isn't the need to sort of um, you know, go with these wild, um, outlandish policies to get votes. Um, the, the politics tend to be more in the middle. 
Um, so we don't have the extre- we we don't have the sort of same extremes left and right that America does. But from an outsider point of view, America fail, big big fail. So you just brought England up. We were talking a little bit off mic. Where is Spurs going to finish in the table? Because they're not going to finish <laughs> number one. Uh, I think they'll finish second, and they'll lose to a shitty team like Leicester again. It'll be. It won't be a big team. Scrappy, it'll be yeah. it'll be a scrappy team that never wins anything but wins the Premier League like Leicester did a few years ago. Mm. Um, and Spurs just never win anything. So they'll they'll never win a trophy. So yeah, they'll they be got, they got the they got the chosen one as a head coach. You know, we're, we're, Buddy and I are both Portuguese, and I, I really believe I've been to Portugal. I've been to Portugal yep. on my honeymoon. Beautiful place. Nice. Great That's sardines. Cool. Where'd you go? <laughs> Went down south. I can't even remember. Um, oh, uh, down That's south, and I can't even remember the region. Um, Those beautiful. We came in through the Spanish beaches, border. Right? Yeah, yeah, beaches, yeah, yeah. sardines. Yeah. We're from the yeah. islands. Oh, yeah, nice. We're from the islands, it's like we compare like Hawaii, as where our. If you were to compare it to something, that's how our islands are like. It's like Hawaii. I guess just quickly on Spurs, you know, I married my English wife 20 years ago and I decided then they're all mad Spurs fans. And <laughs> and I, I made a decision then, you know, do I support Spurs or Arsenal? And I stupidly <laughs> went, I'll support Spurs and actually be friends with my relatives. Whereas I should have supported Arsenal because... In the last 20 years, at least Arsenal have won multiple trophies. They've had undefeated seasons. I mean, I would have been able to shit on the Spurs fans a lot. Um, so, big regret. But Yeah, but then you get stabbed at Christmas. That's okay. That's okay. It'll be worth it. But I'm excited. Um, so, do you have a, an ideal lineup that you'd like for the Kirk Minahan show? I mean, I know you'd like Jared Carabas. You talked about your, your, your appreciation for Blind Mike. Is there an ideal lineup that 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 you would like to see there? Yeah, how many days are we talking a week? Uh probably I th- right now they're talking about uh, three days a week. So okay, so you want it like I, each day something different or the yeah, same group I, of? I would people? like Carabas in once a week. Mm-hmm. I would like Mike in once a week, and then the third day rotating Minifan. So Quantum Week, Chris one week. Uh, Steve and Tim one week, um, Kevin from Bristol one week, and and make that third day, you know, the sort of the, the wild slot where you bring a few people in. I, I agree with that. If you extend the third day to like once, like three weeks a month, a minute fan, one month, one day calls, like just two hours of calls or something. Because I, I, today's calls sucked. They were maybe like the worst day of calls in the history of KMS. Um but like I just when when the calls are good if the if the guys were lined up and ready to go for that Friday like that the it would be I just think that would be so much fun. Yeah, I think they've got to get a regular slot for taking the calls, so you know that they're taking calls at you know this time every week, and you can kind of plan around it. Yes, but they've definitely. been recording the show at all hours, so if you're a caller, it's kind of hard to be. I sort of be ready and, and know when you're going to be able to call. And I tried to get through for weeks uh, because, you know, I've had a troubled relationship with Kirk. And, you know, you talk about meeting your heroes. Um, you know, I've, I've you know, Kirk is a hero to, my, to me. And, you know, we had some sort of weird DMs after the Lance OBGYN 
episode and I've been trying to sort of smooth the waters with him but you know I can't get through to the show I can't talk to him I can't message him anymore because he blocked me and it's good fun blocked me but I st- whoa, whoa. still can't what, yeah with, without getting into details what, what what like I don't know what happened with like with the Lance episode do you want to go into that well, well, without getting into details of the of the DMs, excuse me. Well, it just wasn't a very good episode, and I tweeted out the mark. I can't remember what my mark out of a hundred was, but it was pretty low because mm. it was a pretty bad episode. And I see. And I, Kirk was like, "Oh, you know, find another podcast. Don't ever contact me again. All this kind of stuff." And then he's like, "I'm joking," but kind of didn't think he was. <laughs> Sort of didn't come across that he was joking. Um, I don't know if it's a tonal thing. Anyway, I just wanted to clear the air with him because he's someone I admire, someone I look up to. He's, um, you know, he's fucking crazy. I mean, he's fucking crazy. But, you know, I wanted I wanted to try and smooth it over. And I just haven't been able to call him or get in touch with him. So, um, hey, hey, maybe he'll yeah. call on to Menace to Midnight. You don't know. Maybe he will. Oh, maybe. That's a strong possibility. So, wait, are you... <laughs> Can you so you, That'd be awesome. He, he so, because, you, I mean, just with just on that, so I started my cricket podcast back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And I probably started to listening to Kirk around then and more in 2014 and 15. But Kirk has been, you know, a significant influence on me in uh, the way helping me find my um, podcast voice and, and what sort of things are compelling to listen to and, you know, look, listening to him, not just him, but he's, he's a main figure. And, you know, one thing I dialed into with Kirk is, um, you know, he's kind of honesty on air and he's switch off the filter and go right to the heart of an issue. Like he can peel everything back and, and really hit the sort of, the, as I said, the centre of the issue, what's most important. And he can do that with guests. He can he can really dig into people and, um, you know, pull out of them interesting stuff. So, you know, he's a, he's a big hero of mine and, uh, you know, I just want us to have a healthy relationship. We don't have so, to be friends. I just don't want him right. to hate me. Oh, you don't, you don't so, want to be friends? So. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so... Let me just ask you this question. He, so you are blocked? Are you still blocked? Uh, no, I'm unblocked? unblocked now, but okay. um, he, he unblocked no, me no okay. a couple of weeks ago. That, that's interesting. I didn't, I, I must have, I didn't notice that. Was that something that was out on Twitter or is that just happened during the OBGYN episode? Yeah, he, he did it or, sort of just afterwards. And I think he said it on the show once. He's blocking okay. a few minute fans. Oh, he did. Say, uh, I do remember him talking about that a couple right, times. Right, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I just find it amazing that he he blocked you. So that's that's not because when I was growing up, when I was growing up, I had this problem that I would just be too honest to my friends, and you know, at some point somebody sat me down and said, "You just can't be that honest because you come across as an, an absolute asshole." So you know when you're talking <laughs> with your friends and you kind of sugarcoat stuff or you sort of, if you, you sort of, you know, you dance around issues um, and you're a bit more sort of delicate. Um, whereas Kirk is the opposite. He will not dance around anything. He doesn't care about making them uncomfortable. He doesn't care, um, you know, if it adds tension to the situation. So, you know, when I realized that was actually good on air, I thought, well, I'm just going to bring that side of my personality back. Um, and yeah, I've lost a few friends, but it's been worth it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I want to go back into the the, the phone calls. I want to go back into the phone calls for the show. 
just a two-part question. Uh, one, who's your favorite caller besides myself? Two, do you want more calls, less calls? What are your thoughts on calls into the show? Well, I think Blind Mike's penis would probably be my second favorite caller <laughs> yeah. after Blind Mike's daddy. Um, and I did like Donald Trump. I thought he was a great caller. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, love them. Uh, and, and I said before, I think they need, you know, one sort of slot a week where they're going to take like an hour of calls and everybody knows roughly that that's the day. So you can prepare, have good jokes ready. And I love the callers because it brings the Minna fans into the show. You know, right. you know, Steve hates the Minna fans. He just wants our money. <laughs> he wants us to buy T-shirts. He wants us to sort of just come in and put stuff, you know, $20 notes in his back pocket. Whereas... Um, you know, Kirk does like talking to the Minifans sometimes if they're good. And, and I think it's an, a good element to the show. And we've throughout this year, there's been so many sort of um, times where the calls have, um, you know, brought in something or, um, you know, it just I just think they're important to the show. I, I was thinking today um, if like a voicemail would work, but but I think in some of the bits, of course, like it would and people would just change the way that, that they do things. But... I like came a Sopranos guy who's one of our favorites, like one of the homies. Like his part of the his best bit is him going back and forth with Kirk. So, um, but I think like Blind Mike's daddy could leave like good voicemails and stuff, and he, even the president, of course, you know. And then then they could sort that out and play the best sound. But it wouldn't be exactly the same as like the back and forth with Kirk. That um, way, Blind Mike's daddy. I don't have, I mean, are you, you know, when the live shows and this quarantine and all this COVID goes away, are you going to come to the States for a live show? I am so desperate to come to the States. I was planning on coming this year, but our borders are closed, so I can't come. Uh, I am gagging to come to a live show. (laughs) I'm desperate. Um, You know, even, um, you know, I'll probably see some fucking asshole minifans I hate, um, but I'll, I'll tolerate them. But, yeah, basically, as soon as the borders open, as soon as I can get over for a live show, I am doing it. I mean, I've been really sort of disappointed that this year I haven't been able to. Obviously, you know, the whole world's fucked, so it's not. But, yeah, I was hoping that would be um, something I could have done this year. Um, so hopefully next year or who knows. I mean, they might not open our international borders here until July, August, they're saying. Really? Um, so could be 2021 could be 2022 sucks, um, yeah uh, but yeah really want to i don't want to meet all the minna fans I, there's so many great minna fans that i've met through the show and had fun with um so it's yeah really desperate to get to boston so as as an old weei fan something you just touched on um what did you think of greg hill and his uh, conversation with marty walsh this week and and kirk going through that uh, that's pretty much the only memorable thing from the week was was them commenting on Greg Hill, which is kind of really surprising. Well, and Brandy, of course. Yeah, I don't have. Uh, it's just such a shit show that Greg Hill show. Oh yeah, of course. He's awful. Uh, I mean, that was the, sort of the most interesting thing he's done probably all year um, on his show. But can you imagine if Kirk had been the one asking the questions there? I mean, it would have been a thousand times more interesting, a thousand times better. The mayor would have hung up after a few minutes. It would have been all over the news in Boston for days. It would have been headline after headline. I mean, Kirk has the ability to make news. Not many radio hosts have that. And Greg Hill certainly does not that load of shit. (laughs) So 
Um, as a noted Steve Hader, what did you think of his uh, terrible journalistic ethics, wanting to to pay for a um, wanted to pay somebody t- to get a uh, comment? I don't think that's anything wrong with that. Actually, I mean, <laughs> uh, as long as you're not paying for a fake comment, it's not like um, yeah, of course. If you, if you if that, I'm telling you that a lot of media pays for stories. It's not that uncommon. In this case, if you're doing a true crime podcast and you need to persuade someone to talk, why? why they don't have to talk. So I didn't think yeah. that was bad. Um, even if, like Kirk made a comment that the dude, dude was like a pedophile. You know what I mean? I'd like give any like that doesn't go against anything in your moral fiber for giving a pedophile money. I mean, I wouldn't want to. That's for sure. It's not something I sort of walk around the streets um, handing out money to pedophiles. Well, well, well. If you buy Red Sox stuff, you kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's okay. My Stephen Murphy shirt's very popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wear it to the playground. Number um, sixty-nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have a real problem. I guess it's hard to not without knowing the context, like. If getting that comment is going to lead to something worthwhile for the case, I mean, then you can kind of justify it. What makes that? Well, I just want to make sure that we get all of Menor's promotion, and he's got that show coming up on Monday. I don't know if he's got anything else to promote that he'd like to get out while he's on with us. No. um no, thank you for letting me bring the promotional tour to Kirking Off. Um, <laughs> have you two enjoyed interviewing Minifans and sort of getting to know them over the last couple of months? Yeah, I mean, when when we when uh, Bunny and I discussed the show, I think that's what we wanted to do, kind of just behind the Minifan, get to know them and their love for Kirk and what they think about the universe and everything else that's going on. And uh, we, we're learning as we go on and, and I think each episode gets better and better. I mean, do you have any advice for us how we can improve? I know sometimes my tone sucks. We've we've <laughs> finally figured out the, the 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 microphone levels and stuff like that. But uh, like we say, any any you know feedback for us is good feedback, whether it's bad or positive. Uh, I mean, I, I have know. a fragile. Okay. I'm, I'm fragile though, so go easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think your show's good. You know, it's, it, 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 it can be good sort of just before bed listening, and that's not, not a sort of criticism. <laughs> Help but, you go back to sleep. But you've, you, you're both quite relaxed, whether that's, um, you know, substance-induced or just your natural <laughs> persona. But you're both quite relaxed, and, you you know, you have relaxed conversations. And, and some of your guests just go. I mean, Tim, Tim and Cam just spoke for an hour and a half. Just, oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah we love Kevin that. from Bristol just went through his whole fucking sad sob story of a life. <laughs> yeah, there's um, so much stuff to cover. <laughs> yeah, I heard you on. I heard you on uh, your show t- saying how Kirk could just eviscerate him if he actually just listened. Or he just would tear. Yeah, him there were so yeah. many comments in there that were hilarious. Um, <laughs> that I thought, taken out of context, they could be perfect for show drops. So I think you two are doing a great job at something different. You're trying to peel back the layers and min a fan. So I would keep it up. Thank, Thank you. you. Again, uh, just uh, so Monday, nine o'clock, Menors live. Menors, Menors live. live Christmas special. special. Couple of guests, uh, lots of surprises. Awesome. Um, so tune in. It's it's going to be way better than the John from Scranton show. I think <laughs> oh, we might be going no. against each other, but um, oh, no. certainly no one watch, needs to watch that. 
Um, so, yeah, so tune in. And then the Aussie, the, I can't even talk now. So the Aussie Minifan show, is that, yeah, that's once a month, right? Once a month, yeah. So we put out our okay. December one last earlier this week, and we'll be doing that once a month. And Excellent. that's good for me and Jamie to sort of um, – sort of build towards Minicon Sydney whenever that will be. I mean, I'm desperate oh, to get wait. the KMS show out here. Uh, I'm really hoping Steve doesn't come and I can help Kirk produce the show that week. And not that I want Steve's job, but there's no reason for Steve to come out here. If he does, um, I don't know if he's good at fighting off crocodiles and snakes, but he better <laughs> fucking have his wits about him because is, I'm going to take him into some hairy situations and see what happens. Is Sydney the best place for, like, for like, like you said, Minicon? Yeah, so I'm sort of worked out a whole tour actually for Kirk, and I'll run you through it. So I guess we'd start in um, Sydney and we'd do a live show with the Opera House in the background, and that would be kind of the the beginning of Minicon. And then we'd have to do some flying. So I'd want to fly up to sort of far north Queensland, which is like a tropical area. There's a rainforest. Uh, there's a Great Barrier Reef. You know, if Kirk's going to come all this way, he needs to see some natural wonders of Australia. So we go up there and we do a podcast in the rainforest, um, a live show in the rainforest, the Daintree Rainforest. And then from there, we're going to fly across to Alice Springs, which is near um, Uluru, which is the big rock in the middle of Australia. And actually... Um, the Aboriginal people, the native, um, the, the original inhabitants of the country have now forbidden people from climbing the the rock. Um, but I'm going to sort of speak to the, the elders and explain how important Kirk is. And we do a live <laughs> show sort of on the rock. Um, and, and, you know, it'd be the first podcast recorded on the rock. So that's sort of the, the plan for the tour. And then, you know, within that, you're, the Minifans will be able to go off and do the touristy things around in those areas. So it, it's going to be a fantastic tour. And uh, I can't wait for the Minifans to make it down under. <laughs> well, thanks again that. for coming on. Thanks for having me. I, I mean, I have to say... I love the Kirk Minahan show. I love the community around it. I love all the Minifan content. I mean, there's some horrible Minifan content. I mean, there was an All Aboard <laughs> episode this week where LK was absent. It was Ned and Adam. It's it's might be the most boring half an hour's content on YouTube, like on, on the whole thing. But I love the, the, the sort of the length and breadth of the Minifan community. Uh, the, the podcast is very special and... You know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful show and it's brought a lot of people together. Um, so, you know, just fucking I hope Steve disappears in 2021 and the show <laughs> will get even better. <laughs> All right. All Thanks right. again. Uh, bye, McStaddy. Say goodbye. Uh, take care. Brush your hair. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Bye, McStaddy. Tell the people the schedule going forward. Um, what What is the schedule going forward, buddy? We just fucking talked about it. Um, so, uh, no episode next week on Christmas because we record on Friday nights. Um, we could obviously just record like Wednesday or something, but we're not going to do that. We're going to take a week off. Um, and we're working on our uh, the KMS year in review. Uh, and hopefully have that out the 30th or the 31st. Um, check that out. You know, we'll, we'll tweet it out all over the place, obviously, like we always do. Um, that's really it. So, uh, sorry to keep you so long. You going to bed? Yeah, it's time for me to go to bed and make love. All right, to Abba, I said hi. Oh, yeah.